read James chapter 1, and then the title of my message tonight, I haven't had titles in a really long time, but the title of my message tonight is The Elephant in the Room. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. But let me read this scripture to you first, because the Bible says this, and this kind of is tagged along with the, the, the worship that we just went through. It says this, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Say persevere. Having stood the test, that person will receive life, the life that the Lord has promised. Isn't that good? Blessed is the one, empowered, strengthened to do what it is that God's asking you to do. The one who perseveres under trial. The Bible says, in the world you will have tribulations, difficulties trials but be of good cheer for i have 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 past tense overcome the world thank you lord for the cross hallelujah he goes on it goes on to say when tempted we should not say that god is tempting us because god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone but each person when they are tempted are dragged away by their own desire Hallelujah. Their own perception or misperception dragged away because of misperception, misunderstanding. Jesus said that they would see and that they would hear and that they would understand. Amen. That's why the word is so valuable. That's why it's first place and final authority. Because when we are in the word of God, we're seeing and hearing and understanding the perceptions of God and walking in victory. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. The only way we persevere under trial is that we have the perceptions of the Lord that come from the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed are we because we're those who are persevering under trial. We are those who are standing the test in the name of Jesus, receiving the life that the Lord has promised in Jesus' name. So the elephant in the room, hallelujah. Thinking about that, you know, that, that term is something, and probably for the sake of time, I'm just going to try and remain as focused as I can because that's kind of something that we're talking about tonight a little bit is distraction. You know, if you, if you Google, like, what, what does the phrase the elef an elephant in the room mean? And, and you might get this picture of, you know, a boardroom and people at a boardroom and, um, you know, there's this big, huge elephant in this room. And, and basically what it's talking about is there's these controversial or, or difficult, difficult um, um, discussions that need to be had that are, like, obviously present. An elephant is big and he's huge and he's obviously there. But it's a difficult discussion, and nobody wants to have it because it makes everybody uncomfortable. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of not that kind of person. I, <laughs> I don't have a problem with the elephant in the room, except I guess probably if it has to do with me. I don't have a problem pointing out the elephant in the room. So the elephant in the room is a controversial or a difficult issue that is obviously present but avoided for the sake of comfort. Hallelujah. The definition of insanity, 
Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, I believe, in miracles. And I love what Pastor Alex said on Sunday. He said that, you know, we're, we're, as we're, we're looking at things, and, you know, God always talks to us about the end, but we have to sort of backtrack to make our way to the end. He tells us where we're headed, but he tells us where we're headed with the, ex, ex, the expectation now that we're going to unwrap that so that we get to the end. We gotta unwrap it so we get to the end. And we're gonna bump up a lot of, a, along a lot of things on the journey that will take us to the end so that we can walk in victory. And so Pastor Alex talked about that on Sunday. He said, I believe in the God of miracles and talked to, talk to us about this idea that God wants to restore hope. And a lot of times in life, because we've gone through difficult issues with people or difficult situations with people, that when we, you know, because of that, that can kind of be the way that we relate to God, right? So when we're believing in miracles, we've got to believe in the God who brings the miracles, but because people have let us down now, we're kind of putting God in the same category as people, and because we don't trust people, we're having a hard time trusting God, so we can shout and declare, hallelujah, I believe in miracles, but the truth of the matter is we've got to back up a little bit, and so that's the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room are those difficulties, right? The definition of insanity is to continue to do what you've been doing and to expect different results. Okay, we, keep, we just keep on keeping on. We just keep on shouting and we just keep on. And God's harping here. I think this is probably the third message last Wednesday night, Joey, you talked about Proverbs chapter 4 and giving attention to God, giving attention to his word so that we could be empowered, so that we could be strengthened, so that we could finish strong. We can't be strong like that, like that scripture tells us, you know, persevering in tribulation, persevering in trial when we're weak. We, when, you're, when you're feeling weak, you want to quit. And if there isn't anybody around you in that moment of weakness, the, 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 the sad part is that that's why a lot of people do quit. Because the pressure gets on. But we, we are those who know our God and we're learning through his presence how to be strengthened so that even in the midst of pressure, we can have joy. Yeah. And Pastor Alex talked about that. He talked about Paul and, and writing the writings, you know, his letters being written in prison. You know, count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into diverse trials. Count it all joy. It's kind of like he's, he's the kind of, you know, masochist kind of guy who's just like, you know, there's a lesson in everything. And I'm going to find the lesson in this thing because I'm just not letting go of God. Whatever you're facing tonight, you know, if you focus on the bigness of God and you realize that there's something that can be learned where you are, instead of being afraid of the Lord pointing out those things, because some of you know that on the journey, there, got, there have got to be some things that God draws our attention to, elephants along the road, difficult things where we're like, nobody sees that, right? <laughs> can I tell you that? That can become a very, very serious issue. It's why we believe so much, and Jesus said, make disciples. We believe so much in discipleship in this house. We believe so much in mentorship because we believe that there are things that people can see about us. Hopefully the mentors in our lives are ahead of us, so they've gained some victories. And so because they've gained some victories and have some authority, they can see some things in us because we would already be walking in those things that we desire right now 
if we had the authority and if we had the revelation, if we had the light. The Bible encourages us to walk in the light that we have. And if we have light, if I have light on healing, then my body's healed. If I have light on abundance, then I'm walking in abundance. If I have light on peace, then I'm walking in peace. If I have no light, then I'm walking in stress and fear. Hello? And a lot of times that can become the elephant in the room because we want to pretend because we got all these walls up and we, want, and we want to pretend that it's not actually there. We want to just ignore it and keep on going. But the problem is that as long as we ignore things and just keep on moving forward, we don't ever grow, we don't ever get light because we've put it in a box and we've hit it and so there's no light getting in there. We've moved on to other things. But that could be the very thing that is blocking the blessing in your life and in my life that we're looking for. So the elephant in the room, that difficult thing in our lives that Jesus wants to talk to us about, or maybe your mentor wants to talk to you about, that will bring us to that place for all of those things that we're believing God for, all those things that, we're, that are gonna cause the, the increase or the growth in our life, amen? Because we're going from glory to glory. We're going from strength to strength. We're going from level to level. And there are going to be some things that you don't know how to do. There are going to be some things that you don't understand. And anytime you tackle something that's new, the first thing that wants to come to your mind is it's difficult. And some people give up there, and some people have learned to love a challenge. And so they keep going. But you know, the problem is, in the body, in the, really in the world... When you look at the parable of the sower, there, were, there was only one of the four grounds that really was producing or bearing fruit, and that's the point of life, is bearing fruit and bearing fruit that lasts. Yeah. And I believe that that personality that sees a difficult thing and just is like, ah, which isn't really very many people, what happens to the rest of everybody? Come on, what happens to the rest? We cry out for the grace of God and the help of God so that we can grow. And we're not afraid. See, I'm not afraid of the elephant in the room. I'm not afraid of the elephant in the room. I'm not afraid of difficulties or difficult situations, things God wants to show me, because that's how I grow, and that's how I change, and I want to grow. Yes, I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. Hallelujah. You know, the people who are around you, Pastor Ian could probably attest to this with me in my life, is, you know, he knows those things that you just don't say. And he would say to me, I'd be like, you know, can you just tell me this? And he's like, you're not going to like what I have to tell you. I'm like, okay, fine, don't tell me. <laughs> fine, fine. I'm feeling a little too tender right now. I know I'm going to get really mad at you if you tell me. But how many of you know that I'm stalemated? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, if I don't ever find the strength to hear what it is that I need to hear, I won't grow and I'm stuck. How do you know that's true? How do you know that's the only road to growth? It's the only road to, to increase. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are not insane. We're not continuing to do what we've always done. Hallelujah. Jesus is not afraid to address the elephant in the room. Have you ever noticed that? Not afraid, hallelujah. He wasn't afraid to 
Um, because he does it with a redemptive heart. That's the difference. I'm not empowering us to go and be mean and point out people's, you know, areas of weakness where they need to, where their areas of challenge. Jesus wasn't afraid of the elephant in the room. He did it with a redemptive heart because he wanted people to grow. The Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he would destroy the works of the enemy. And the only way the enemy is destroyed in our lives, that means he's in our lives, is that he gets, gets kicked out. But if we've given him a road in, then he had a place that was given him. And so sometimes it takes Jesus to show us that difficult thing. And when we hear it and receive it with gladness and make the adjustment, we move forward. But until we strengthen ourselves to be able to do that, we are stuck or not stuck. You know, he talked it with, with, you know, that, I think about the dinner with Judas. And he says the one, and, and his disciples were clueless. But how many of you know Judas yeah. knew? Right. Judas knew he had an opportunity. How many of you know he's always giving us opportunity, whispering things, conviction of Holy Spirit, speaking things to our heart? You know that thing in your head that you want to push aside? Not the things that make you afraid or hate yourself or feel bad about yourself. God loves you. And he paid a high price for you. He will never, ever, ever, ever demean you. Ever. That's not who he is. He doesn't ever speak against us because we are his treasure. And so we shouldn't speak against ourselves. That's not God. But he's not afraid of the elephant in the room because he wants us to grow. How about when he spoke to his disciples? You know? And he's like, he's talking about eating my body and drinking my blood and you know, and he confronts them, and he's like, so are you guys leaving too? And they're like, flush in the face. <laughs> ah! But he didn't mean to embarrass them. He's just drawing attention to, he knew their thoughts, the Bible said. He knew what they were thinking. And he knew that it would be really easy to just hide those thoughts and not deal with them. But they would never grow unless he redemptively spoke them out and challenged them with those thoughts so that they could address them and get help with them. Isn't that good? I mean, he spoke to the Pharisees about being hypocrites. But that word is just, you know, doing one, believing, you know, saying one thing, doing another. He's just like, guys, this is not good. You know, do one thing, be another, because you're not going to get anywhere in life. Hallelujah. He did this also with Martha. Um, I'm going to turn there. You can turn there with me. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you all good? Um, and the scripture says this, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat, who also sat, so Mary is sitting, but Martha is also sitting at Jesus' feet, and they're both hearing the word of Jesus. But it gives us that B-U-T, but Martha was distracted with much serving. 
So it probably gives us this picture, right? Like they're both sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha's there in bodily form. She's there in body, but not in mind. She's like, oh, running through her list. And then all of a sudden Martha scoots out of the room and then she runs back in. <laughs> she scoots out, something's on her head. She's like, where's my pad? I will do that, right? Ah, where's my pad? I gotta write it down, I gotta write it down. Oh my gosh, I forgot to bring my pad into my prayer closet. Hang on, Jesus. <laughs> Run back in. She's got this Rolodex going in her head. It goes on to say, she sat, Mary sat. They both heard the word, but Mary was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and she said, Lord, don't you care? Ah, don't you care? Don't you care? How did that come out? When you go and read the scripture, I mean, it talks about everywhere he went, he did good. Everywhere he went, he healed. Everywhere he went, he did good. Think of a moment that you feel in the presence of God tonight if you felt peace. Think of a moment walking with Jesus on the earth in bodily form. Be like, he's like, what's your problem? You're like, can I walk with you? <laughs> I would not have a problem with John laying on his, his bosom. Can I sleep at your house tonight? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? He said, she goes on to say, therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answers her and says, Martha, Martha. Oh, that would be tough, eh? Like just once. <laughs> don't call my name two times. <laughs> you know, did he like, Martha, in front of everybody? I, I doubt it. Maybe, maybe that's what she needed. Maybe that was what was going to get her attention. Right. Maybe he whispered it in her ear. Martha, Martha. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like when your mom calls you instead of Alex, Alexander? <laughs> like, uh, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which, is, which will not be taken away. Here's the thing I, I want to... You know, and I know I'm kind of out of time. Um, but when we, when we look at the parable of the sower, and we kind of, we look at her, and you know the different grounds. We first of all see in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11 that there's wayside ground. He, he, Jesus knows the power of the distraction in her life, that she has to deal with that because not sitting still, and we, and we hear this, in, in the ground of like the, the thorny ground, it talks about the one who is, has thorny ground is the one who hears, and the scripture says, hears and goes. I felt like, you know, that was Martha. You like hear, but you got a million things on your mind, and so you're gone. You don't hear and sit. You don't hear and soak. You hear and go. Like tonight, you're thinking about what movie you can watch before you go to bed, or maybe you're hungry, I'm not sure, or what's going on tomorrow, maybe that's all in your mind, you hear and you go, right, right. right, that was what Martha was doing, Martha heard and she ran, and the problem with that is that she wasn't like what I read to you, in the time of adversity, in the time of pressure, the Bible says, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good, but the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart will bring forth evil. I'm thinking that Martha 
needed to sit and wait because there was some not good stuff that was going on inside of her. How do I know the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Do you think she would ever say to Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, don't you care, Lord? If he never sinned, he never committed an unlovely act. But because she ran, that, the, the, the scripture tells us, he, um, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, and we, and we want to be able to look at that because Jesus is anointed to deal with elephant, elephants. Jesus speaks redemptively to each one of our hearts because his desire is that he wouldn't leave us where we are. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Jesus stands up in front of his people and he says to them basically that the Spirit of God is on me, that God sent him to preach to the poor, to heal the broken, to bring freedom to the captive and oppressed and sight to the blind. Jesus is anointed and he's releasing anointings in our life to be able to deal with the difficult places so that we can experience the miracles that he has. But we have to be able to, even when we look at the, the different grounds, we have to be able to not read it and say, okay, there's the wayside and there's the thorny ground and there's the good ground and there's the rocky ground. Yeah, 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 I got that. No, life is a journey. And when we let Jesus speak about the difficult things in our life, what that means is we want to find ourselves in this parable. So the first ground that we see is the wayside ground. And basically what it's telling us is that these are people who hear the word of God and one of the translations says that immediately the enemy, so you're hearing it. So this is not people who are not sitting, coming to church. They're, these are not people who didn't sit in the presence of Jesus. Come on, what I'm talking about tonight is there's an anointing to break us through. I'm, what I'm talking about tonight is that we need that anointing to break us through or we don't get to the end. We don't get to the end accidentally and we don't get to the end without him. And God wants us to, meet, to, to be transparent. That means walls come down. You know, when we you know, talk about that word intimacy, they talk about, you know, into me you see. Jesus, you know, I'm letting you in. And I'm, I'm going to let you look inside of me. I'm going to let you speak into the areas of my heart because I know that you're looking at my life redemptively and you want what's best for me. And you want more than I do. Jeremiah says that you have a plan for my life and you want more than I do to get me to the end. You want more than I do for me to walk in the healing that you provided. You want more than I do for me to walk in the provision that you provided. You want it more than I do, Jesus. You want my life to be a testimony of the goodness of God. We gotta let Jesus in, we gotta let him to speak, speak to the difficult areas of our life. And so one of those you know, simple ways is to look at those four different grounds and say, hey, has that been me? Have I you know, sat down to hear the word of God? Yay, but immediately the enemy comes, the scripture says, and he's able to take the word because they don't believe. Because they don't believe, they don't believe, they don't believe, they can't believe maybe. They can't believe that he's good. They can't believe that it's that simple. They can't believe that it's that easy. They can't believe that he's that good. They can't believe that they don't have to earn it. You know, the kingdom is a kingdom of believing and being saved. It's, it's a kingdom of doing because the Bible says faith without works is dead, but it's a kingdom of believing. 
The New Testament is all about believing. It's not about doing. It's about believing and you'll be saved. Believing and you'll experience the breakthrough. Believing and you'll experience the healing. Believing, hallelujah. And so the second ground is rocky ground. Is this making sense? It's rocky ground. People, rocky ground heart is basically when we hear the word and we don't have any root. If something doesn't have root, if I have a plant and it doesn't have root, that means I haven't tended it. I haven't tended to it. That's what Joy talked about. Attend to my word. Give it attention. And so then it says, you know, and, and the enemy sees all of these things because he knows, he believes in the power of God to transform, to deliver, to change. He believes in the power of God that brings breakthrough. And in the goodness of God, he's pulling back the veil in our heads, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're understanding so that we can get to the end. He's not just leaving us to blindly make our way to the end. Hallelujah for his goodness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord, who brings us in remembrance of everything you've ever spoken. They believe for a while, and then the scripture says, then temptation or trials or difficulties or challenges come. Something that comes to oppose what you just heard. God's not good. He's not going to do it for you. Oh, it didn't happen today, so it's not going to happen. You're never going to see it. Can I tell you, experiencing this is all about the ability to persevere to the end. The Bible says those who persevere to the end will be saved. The end of life, the end of the journey, to the end. And the way that we do that is we identify the difficult things, things we haven't wanted to look at, things we haven't wanted to face, and we're going to open them. You know, when we went through difficult, difficulty years ago, um, we went through financial stuff. And I remember, um, I, I just used to let, because I took care of the bills, and I went through a period where I just let the bills stack up. I put them nice and neat in my elastic but it was growing in my little elastic band. And you know, one day the Lord said to me, you know, you gotta you got face those. If they're ever gonna go away, <laughs> you gotta look at them. That's the first step. You gotta look at them. You gotta face them. You gotta deal with the fear. And then I'm gonna talk to you because if you keep ignoring it, talk to the hand. I can't ever help you with your fear, and if you don't ever deal with the fear, you'll never overcome. Come on. That's why we spent time in the presence of God tonight. You might do that, you know, you go into the presence of God and all of a sudden he's like, you know, and you're like, oh, no, not yet, Lord, not yet, not yet, I'm not ready. No, you know, when you go to the Lord and you didn't want to ask him a question, all of a sudden you're like, Whoo! oh, you're like, praise again, worship again, <laughs> worship again. So you can become neutral, yeah. neutral, yeah. and you don't care what you hear. Yeah. If you aren't neutral when you're asking God questions, yeah. you don't go there with heightened emotions in your soul because your soul will mislead you, especially if you're misperceiving the way God thinks. You got to be neutral. And when you ask him questions and you're not neutral, you got to worship and worship and worship, and maybe today's not the day. Yeah. 
you know, you're on and off and on, and it's just like every time you do it, it's like, ah, fire. No. But you keep at it, and you keep at it, and you keep at it, because you know you'll never get to the other side. Hallelujah. We're done with facing the same things over and over and over again. It's time to change. It's time to grow. It's time to face those things to get to the end. And so then this was, this was where Martha was, and I'm, I'm going to bring it to an end. Martha was the, the thorny ground. Hallelujah. It, it's basically said that. It basically says Though that he, those that hear the word of God and they go, and I put in parentheses too fast. Hallelujah. Go too fast. Distractions. It talks about the, they are choked with cares, riches, and the pleasures of life. Distractions. And it says this about them. When we hear and we go too fast, it doesn't have time to root itself in us. And look at what it says. It says they bring no, 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 fruit to maturity none zero nada because the word is a seed that has to be planted and be tended to attended to and bear roots and eventually the fruit comes that could be a day a month a year and we get in the presence of God for him to show us the difficulties are just areas the enemy's trying to short-circuit the process. Why does that not scare us when we're dealing with things in the natural, but in the spirit, it's like we get crazy with spiritual things. We want to get all dumb, not crazy, bad word. You know, like we just think spiritual, no, it's the same. It's a journey, it's a process of learning. It has a beginning, a journey and an end. No fruit. They don't finish strong. And finally, it says there's, there's good ground, and that's that heart that heard the word of God with a good heart, and they keep it. They keep it. That's the key. The key is keeping the seed, bearing fruit with patience through continuing. And the way that we do that is that we deal with the difficulties. If there's a difficulty there, it's like trying to plant the seed onto something. It'll never take root. We gotta get that out of the way so the seed of the word of God can go in and then we tend to it and then it will bring forth, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift your hands tonight. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tells us in Luke 6, 38, with the same measure, this is really good news, that the way that we measure it is the way that we receive it. So if you are desperate for a breakthrough, give it, 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 give it all you got. Because that is a godly principle. What you give it, you will get out of it. What you give to it, you will get out of it. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Alex, you have anything to bring this to a close? Thank you, Father. We just bless you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. We just declare, God, that the cost is too high to leave this stuff alone. Yeah. We just declare in the name of Jesus that we're not willing to just stay the way that we are. 
We just declare in the name of Jesus, no more deflecting, no more denying, no more disapproving, God, of, of what you say or what our mentors are saying in the name of Jesus. We just boldly declare tonight, God, that your word is building faith in us. It's empowering us in the name of Jesus to go from level to level to level to level, just like the word tells us in Luke chapter eight and verse 12, to be believing and being saved, believing and being saved, believing and being saved. God, we just thank you for that tonight in the name of Jesus. We just renounce, Father, every work of the kingdom of darkness, Lord, where we've been on to something. And he's tried to cause fear or anxiety to rise up in the name of Jesus. We just declare tonight with all boldness, God, that we rebuke fear and that we're not afraid. We just declare tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we receive the increase that you have for us, God. I'm just telling you tonight, if you've been on healing scriptures and you've come off of it because you haven't seen or you've been on financial scriptures or you're believing God for a house or you're believing God for a car and you haven't seen it yet, I'm just encouraging you tonight in the name of Jesus to pick that up again. To pick it up again. This is the word of the Lord and there's an anointing and a grace tonight in the name of Jesus to pick it up. Because what else do we have if we don't pick it up and face the difficulties with grace and receive the answer? We never see the desired end. We never get to the outcome that we have. And so God, tonight I just thank you for grace in this room. God, tonight I just thank you for strength in this room in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for that, God. I just thank you for that, God. I just thank you that you're doing a work in minds and you're doing a work in hearts. I just thank you, God, tonight that you're waging war against the way we see ourselves and the way we see you and the way we perceive situations in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, God, that we're a church that's seeing miracles in the name of Jesus because we believe. Because we believe.